Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the Word of God bless you today. The Holy Gospel according to Luke in the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, when some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, well, as for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. So they asked him, teacher, when will this be and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said to them, beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes, and in various places, famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all of this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance. For I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and siblings by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I want to say a word just real quick uh, about this, that, that, that Jesus is talking to his disciples and the things that he is saying would happen to them did indeed happen to a lot of them. Many of them were persecuted in their time because of their faith. Many of them were faced their own death, were put in prisons, had trials. So, so Jesus is prophecy to his immediate followers, that's something 
that, that came to be for many of them in that day. But let's talk about this day. Because this is a time of beauty in our day. R- really, when you look around, this time of the year is so beautiful around Harrisburg. But it's, it's just about past, hasn't it? And wasn't it a stunning few weeks? The, the beauty on the, tr- on the trees, the way that the colors were this year. I, I would say that the leaves this year put on perhaps their most beautiful display in, in, that I can remember. Driving around with my family, sometimes we'd stop mid-sentence. Someone would say, look, look, and we were talking, look, and it was this blaze of red that was just nestled in this golden sea of leaves. To me, seeing the hills in full color is better than any firework show. But I wonder what kind of leave peeper Jesus would be. Jesus liked getting out and to nature and taking a solitary walk, going out to sea from time to time. He, he was also a great observer of nature, and he used the natural world to illustrate his messages. So I would like to think that Jesus would be as enamored as I am by the Pennsylvania autumn. But based on today's scripture, I could be wrong. Might say, Jesus, look at these beautiful leaves. Don't they proclaim the glory of God? To which he may reply, well, as for these things that you see, the days will come when all of these trees will be dead. Talk about a Debbie Downer. And if Jesus came to take a tour of our church, that's a beautiful sanctuary. And when people come to see it for the first time, it's amazing. I get to hear these gasps. It's beautiful. Most people don't expect when they're driving by what's here inside. But something tells me the gospel that Jesus may not be as interested in our... We have these little paper binoculars that you can use to to look up at the windows to get a close look. I don't know that Jesus would be as interested in those because when Jesus' followers entered the temple, which had itself recently been updated and expanded and, and no expense was spared... They were marveling at at how well all of that work was done, that stone masonry and and the beautiful tapestries. And maybe like here, the fine craftsmanship at the altar. Jesus took one look and said, it's all coming down. It's all coming down. Takes the wind right out of their sails. But Jesus isn't trying to be a killjoy, though I do think Jesus would very often not have the response to certain things that we might want him to have. Because the gospel makes clear that he has a vision for the kingdom of God that is beyond our vision for this world. So many of the things that we get caught up into are not of ultimate concern to Jesus. Jesus. 
I'm sure that Jesus appreciated beauty, but Jesus does not fixate and cling to things the way we are prone to. A beautiful worship space like the temple or this church may inspire thoughts of holiness, but it's not necessary to worship or to discipleship or to Christian community. Jesus tells us that all of this is temporary. It will all come down, but God will remain, and our faith shall remain as well. Jesus is inviting his disciples to consider a life in relationship with God and each other where the life of faith does not center on the temple. Because just a few years after Jesus says this, Rome destroyed that temple But Rome could not destroy the people of God. Faith in Jesus is disassociated from the trappings of religious life, which means that a faithful people must be a resilient people. I can spend all afternoon at the beach working on a sandcastle with my children to get lost in that act. We make it the most ornate sand castle on the whole beach. Little shells there for windows. We collect seaweed to make flags and banners. And we dig a big moat around it to protect it from the encroaching sea. But we have no doubt what will come of this castle the sea will claim it. We enjoyed our time. It was beautiful and fun, fruitful. Didn't change what we put into making that sandcastle. We couldn't deny that it was temporary. The trappings of the church are enjoyable. And for many years, churches in this country have enjoyed the markings of success, but... We cannot be fooled, as Jesus says, because there are earthquakes and floods and wars, insurrections, pandemics. Everything can change all of this stuff in a heartbeat. But it will not alter the course of the kingdom of God. And it shall not shake our commitment to God and to each other as a community of faith. Prophet Isaiah said, following the destruction of the temple the first time, he said, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Jesus says, the stones of the temple will fall. Wars will rage and storms will rage and the earth will shake and much will come tumbling down, but the people of faith, not a hair on your head shall perish. So friends, what we're talking about is developing a sturdy faith, an unwavering commitment to the community of Jesus, no matter what happens. See, the grass withers, but Jesus rises. The leaves fade and fall, but Jesus rises. Our bodies get sick and they do die, but Jesus rises and so do we. 
In this church, we have work to do to keep the stones up a little bit longer, right? We're going to do as much as we can. But there will come a time that they will crumble and fall. But Jesus does not. And members for 132 years have come and gone from this church been born and and baptized, married and buried here, and Jesus still rises. Dozens of leaders have been lifted up in this church, come and gone, and still the kingdom comes. As we come to the end of the church year, we are invited to not only reflect on all that we have to be thankful for, and all that we have enjoyed, but to also let our gratitude strengthen our devotion to God and his people, knowing that everything is temporary except for Christ. We are talking about taking advantage of today to prepare our hearts for what is to come, a devotion that is beyond stones. Now, understandably, when Jesus spoke about this time of future destruction, the disciples wanted to know when to expect it. Were there signs? But Jesus points out what is to come is what has always been with us on earth. Wars have always been with us. Natural disasters, political turmoil and disease I hear people get to talking about all the ills of the world, and it's not long before you hear some questions being raised. Is this the end times? This is, it's, all, it's all coming to an end right now. It's all coming, crashing down right now. It's the end of our democracy. It's the end of creation because of climate change. It's the end of civilization because of nuclear war. While these may be the questions of our day, they are not ultimately new questions. It was Rome in that day. Where is Rome now? And before Rome, it was Persia. And before Persia, it was Babylon. And before Babylon, it was Syria. Where are they now? These are not new questions, simply the way of the world, the world in which Jesus was sent to gather disciples, and to redeem. Jesus came into the very same world that we live in, and he didn't say, follow me and nothing bad will happen. He said, follow me because I will help you through all that happens and save you. In the middle of World War II, a major war of the modern era, but also just another war, in the thousands of years of human history. On October 29th, 1941, Winston Churchill was the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. He was asked to address the students of Harrow School, which was the all-boys school that he attended. He had addressed them 10 months prior at a time when the war was devastating England. They had just been through months of German bombings called the Blitz. Thousands of civilians were killed. Homes and churches were destroyed. And I am sure that there were those who felt Jesus' prophecy had come true right then and there. 
But here is what Churchill told those young men in 1941. He said, I have seen very terrible, catastrophic events in the world, ups and downwards misfortunes. But can anyone sitting here this afternoon, this October afternoon, not feel deeply thankful for what has happened in the time that has passed and for the very great improvement in the position of our country and of our home? Why, when I was here last time, we were quite alone, desperately alone, and we had been for five or six months. But he says, appearances are often very deceptive. As Kipling well says, we must meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. You cannot tell from appearances how things will go. Sometimes imagination makes things far worse than they are. Yet without imagination, not much can be done. Those people who are imaginative see many more dangers than perhaps exist. Certainly many more than will happen. But then they must also pray to be given extra courage to carry this far-reaching imagination. But for everyone, he says, surely what we have gone through in this period of 10 months, this is the lesson. Never give in. Never give in. Never, 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 never in nothing great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield to force. Never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. We stood all alone a year ago. In many countries, to many countries it seemed that our account was closed, that we were finished. All of this tradition of ours, our songs, our school history, this part of history of this country were finished and liquidated in a very different mood there is today. Britain and other nations thought that had drawn a sponge across her slate. But instead, our country stood in the gap. There was no flinching and no thought of giving in. And by what seemed almost a miracle to those outside these islands, though we ourselves never doubted it, we now find ourselves in a position where I can say that we can be sure that we have only to persevere to conquer. Christ Lutheran Church, I share this abbreviated yet in-depth word from Churchill because I think it brings into the modern era the spirit of Jesus' words to us that appearances can be deceiving, both triumph and disaster. For things may not be as doomed as we fear, nor as good and stable as we hope. And all is temporary. Yet Jesus tells us to stand on the truth and not get swept away by what others say. Stand on the truth of his word, the truth of his wisdom at work in us. And while we can only be certain that there is both joy and sorrow before us, both of those things call us to courage, 
and to resilience and to resolve and to keep hope and to keep faith and to never give in to despair. Never, never, never give in to despair. Jesus promises not only are we eternally safe in God, but through our endurance, through our endurance in what we face in this life, we gain our souls. We learn about how strong we truly are, how strong God has made us. And we gain our souls because we know that we are part of something that goes beyond us and that we have what it takes to show up and to connect and to love. God chose these people who have endured each of us a great deal and yet continue to come together to expand our hearts and our lives and to to welcome and to come to know and to come to be known by others here. And by this, God's kingdom comes. So, beloved, lean into faith. Lean into community. Lean into God, holding lightly but lovingly to all else. And God will show you how much more there is to his kingdom unfolding among us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then, may God be with you.